Boom. Welcome back to another episode of Evolving Through Experience, where we discuss and grow in every aspect, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, and beyond. Today, guys, y'all know every story is just about growth in every aspect. We got another special guest um, in the building. We got Andre Norman. How you feeling, bro? Man, listen, man, I'm blessed and highly favored. That's what they say, man. Hey, nah, that's a fact. I appreciate you being here, man. Man, listen, it's not, you call, I, sh I got a simple policy. Mm -hmm. You call, I show up. No, I appreciate it. I, and I want to say this before we even get into the topics of what we're going to be talking about, your story, everything. I just want to say I appreciate you because, you know, first time we met, it was straight genuine. We spoke. You looked me in my eyes. We spoke. And you t asked me about the brand when I was telling you about I wanted to have you on. You do wasn't like a push off like how other people may have been. So I just want to say I appreciate that. Yeah, I can't be accountable for nobody but me, man. No, that's a fact. No, nah, no. Nah, I don't I have a twin. <laughs> they keep saying no. Dame Dash is my yeah. twin, but I can't be accountable for him. Got you. Say less. Well, nah, bro, so I, I want to talk about your story. Obviously, I, I, I found you a while ago. Um, I finally met you at, at P2P uh, a few months ago. But I want to talk about your story starting with your childhood, man, because obviously I know what you've been through, how you've been able to overcome and evolve. And obviously we're going to talk about that. But let's start with your childhood first. I mean, born in Boston, Massachusetts, mm -hmm. man. Shout out to 617. Mm -hmm. And mom married a high school sweetheart, had two kids. Mm -hmm. um, her husband went to jail for robbing banks. She met mm -hmm. my dad, local hustler, had four mm -hmm. more kids. Mom, dad, six mm -hmm. kids in the house, all is cool. Mm -hmm. Except my dad had to have it beating my mom. Mm -hmm. We go through that whole drama since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. Watch my mom catch it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You just, at first it's crazy, then it becomes normalized. Yeah. It just becomes part of the day. Mm -hmm. Now we finally got old enough to go to school, shoot up the house, first mm -hmm. grade. I live in Boston. Mm -hmm. And it's during the busing crisis of the 70s where white kids were throwing rocks at us and calling us niggas mm -hmm. because they was against. Um, integration of schools. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to a white school. My bus just went through a white neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So we go through that. Then next, you know, that starts and stops. And mm -hmm. mom finally gets tired of the beating. She put dad out. Single mom, six kids living in the hood. You know mm -hmm. that story. Yeah. We bounce around. I go to a new school. Then come to find out I'm illiterate. Mm -hmm. Third grade, can't read, write, or count. Mm -hmm. Just like my dad. Mm -hmm. But back then they had a thing called the dummy class. It took all the kids who couldn't read and write, put us in one room and closed the door. So I'm in a dummy class, and it's mm -hmm. all good. And then one day, I got put in a regular class because my dummy teacher didn't come to school. And the teacher, Miss Oliver, mm -hmm. was saying, stepped to me about acting out. And yeah. I'm just like, yo, this is what I do. I'm in a dummy class. Mm -hmm. And she grabbed me in my collar. She slammed me in the chair. She said, not on my watch. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm about to get punched in my face. I always mm -hmm. knew I was going to get hit just like my mom. When she grabbed me, I saw it coming. Mm -hmm. And she saw the fear in my face. She's like, I'm not going to hit you. I said, no more get hit now because I heard that before. Mm -hmm. Then she did one of the biggest favors anybody's ever done for me. She mm -hmm. took me out of the dummy class. She put me in her class. Mm -hmm. And she started teaching me my learning style. Mm -hmm. Everybody has their own learning style. You just have to find it. It might not be like anybody else's. Yeah. But she taught me mine. And from there, I'm, on, I'm off and running. I'm not yeah. a dummy. I just learned different. Correct. And I want to ask that. I didn't even know they, they could just transfer you in classroom without any, like, safe paperwork. Like, that's how paperwork. they did it back then? No, back oh. in the days, they put you in the classroom. Mm -hmm. If your teacher didn't come to class, yeah. then they had to put you somewhere. Yeah, I know. Even... I'm saying, like, in general, because after you met this teacher and you had this conversation, she it's, just, okay. Man, listen, man. Yeah. We poor black kids in a yeah. public school. Got you. And yeah. nobody making no fuss. My yeah. son went to a private school. Mm -hmm. I remember one time he was out on the playground at mm -hmm. school. He kicked the ball, and his shoe came off. Mm -hmm. And it went on the roof. Yeah. He must kick that ball hard. Yeah. I got a five-page email from the school <laughs> apologizing yeah. that his shoes on the roof, yeah. he couldn't participate in recess, mm -hmm. they were going to make it up to him. Mm. I'm like, he kicked, in my mind, he yeah. kicked the ball and shoe it's came off, fault. no yeah. big deal. Yeah, Number of rich kids at the school, mm -hmm. and 
anything that happened mm-hmm. or halfway happened, you got a five-page email yeah. explaining every detail from the school. Yeah. I got an apology because my kid lost his shoe mm-hmm. kicking a ball, and he couldn't participate in all of his recess. Look how times have changed, right? No, so, that, that's yeah. private school. Yeah. Where I went to school, man, listen, you can mug somebody in the bathroom. Nobody mm-hmm. cares. Yeah, no, 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 no uh, big deal. So I want to go back up then. So with your moms, I, I didn't know that, obviously. And, I, and obviously, we know other people may have to deal with this. So during that time, like, what was your mindset? I know you said at some point you accepted it. But when was that transition phase where you was like, nah, this, this shit is wrong. Like, I can't just let this slide. My mm-hmm. father's 6'6", 300 pounds. Yeah. It slid every single time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He wears size 18 shoes. Yeah. I'm not stepping to dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm five years old. Yeah. I'm not stepping to no grown man. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how to step to somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just living in it. See, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't grow up in your house. I didn't mm-hmm. know this wasn't normal. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in your house. I didn't know this didn't happen at your house. Mm-hmm. I'm one, my mother used to say, yeah. from one to six, you own your kids because mm-hmm. they don't see the world. But once they hit kindergarten, they start experiencing the world. Mm-hmm. So from one to six, this is all I know. This mm-hmm. is normal to me. Yeah. So we eat Captain Corn cereal. It's normal. Mm-hmm. We eat you know, eggs and bacon for breakfast. Yeah. That's normal. When we do watch TV, mm-hmm. Road Racer, no, that's normal. Mm-hmm. You know saying? I don't know what they're doing at your house. Yeah. So for me, it's just normal. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, it's upsetting. Mm-hmm. It's traumatizing, mm-hmm. but it's normal. Mm-hmm. You know saying if it wasn't happening, you ever hear the saying that there's some girls that if you don't hit them, they think you don't love them mm-hmm. because it's normalized. Mm-hmm. Abuse is normalized. Yeah, unfortunately. So for me, this is just normal. Yeah, and I grew up with the concept of if my mother can be hit, anybody can be hit. Yeah, there was that's why I, when I became who I became, mm-hmm. I had zero problems hurting people. Yeah. Cause I watched the person closest to me be hurt. Yeah. Since birth. Yeah. So it's what's the problem? And we are gonna get to that because obviously you know that that's a buildup. Like you said, it hurt you, so that was just a buildup. So at what point did your father? Did you ever like ask your father later on in life? Like did where he was able to like? Did you forgive him at any point later on in life? It's not so much forgive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying because you can't punch my mother in the face yeah. and get forgiveness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying not just once, but like a routine. So, yeah. thing. So it's not about forgiveness. Yeah. You can steal from me. Yeah. Forgiveness is like kind of like shallow. It's just some mm-hmm. words. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be able to live past it? I can't yeah. stop what happens to me. Mm-hmm. I can handle what happens through me. Mm-hmm. I'm saying so. I'm not going to carry it. Yeah. I'm saying so. What you do to me is on you. Yeah. I'm saying what I do with it is on me. Mm-hmm. But at, at the early age, I didn't know what to do with it. So yeah. I internalized trauma. Mm-hmm. I internalized violence. Mm-hmm. I internalized there's no rules. Yeah. And I acted that way when I went out into the street. Mm-hmm. So, but now, I mean, do I forget my father? No. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You punch my mother in the face. You Several don't get forgiven times. for that. Yeah. Multiple years. Mm-hmm. So you don't get forgiven for that. Mm-hmm. But I've learned to live with what happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you weren't there for me all the time. Mm-hmm. You get forgiven for that? No. But mm-hmm. I learned to live with what happened. You know what I'm saying? If I steal from you, mm-hmm. I'm saying it is what it is. You Forgiveness is just like a fake word yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I throw it around like I'm sorry. I'm yeah. saying, what does I'm sorry mean? You got yeah. caught? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sorry. Mm-hmm. I got caught. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. So they, they say I'm sorry. No, yeah. you just got caught. So for me, trauma and what he did and what mm-hmm. other did, I shouldn't be forgiven for the stuff I did. Yeah. I did some horrendous stuff to people. Accountability. I shouldn't be forgiven. Mm-hmm. Now I need to live every single day of my life to show and prove that I deserve to be given that opportunity and that mm-hmm. grace. God gives grace. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking for grace, not forgiveness. Gotcha. And grace is earned. Mm-hmm. You know I'm saying not from God, but from people. Got you. Now I, I'm glad you said that perspective because um I never even thought about it in that sense. So hearing the two perspectives, how you how you broke it down, I like that. And then what about your mom though? Obviously, did, would you say she had that same mentality? 
Because at that point, like that's her. Like like you said, that's somebody else doing it. But how did she feel? I mean, listen, that that would that would have been a question for her. She passed okay. a few months ago. But My the condolences. Situ- the situation is, um, she has to take care of six kids. Mm-hmm. She has to live in the house. She's trying to mm-hmm. find a way in a segregated society. Yeah, the seventies. It's not all progressive like it is now. Mm-hmm. So the concept of leaving in the seventies, beating mm-hmm. your wife was legal. There was no such thing as domestic violence in 1972. Mm-hmm. It was called handling your household. So if somebody handling call, your household, handling, handling, okay, handling, you have okay. full rights to smack your wife in the mouth. 1972. Okay. Nobody's calling the police for domestic violence. Mm-hmm. That's just you're the husband, she's the wife. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. So she had no recourse. There's nobody to call. There's nobody to reach out to. This is the guy you chose. This is the life yeah. you chose. So until she fun- eventually kicked him out, mm-hmm. she just had to live with it. Yeah, it's live with it until you can. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. she was never happy about nah, it. No, for sure not. Who wants to get beaten? Mm-hmm. And especially by a man three times your size. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no there's no glory in that. There's mm-hmm. no positive in that. Yeah, facts. I mean, I didn't take a positive lesson from that. Mm-hmm. She didn't take a positive lesson for that. Mm-hmm. He was just dead wrong. Yeah. And we've had the conversation. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, he's just dead wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We did a Netflix documentary. We should, he finally admitted, like, yo, mm-hmm. I was just wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He gave his justification. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's still wrong. Facts. It's wrong. I'm glad you said that. I want to know what was his justification. I was going to ask you, like, what was his reasoning, even though it's wrong, but like, what triggered that? He tried to blame it on his father. He's saying his father did the same thing. I can't remember exactly if he mm-hmm. beat him, beat my grandmother. I can't say, he, mm-hmm. but he got it from his dad, according to him. That's just mm-hmm. the way things was in his mm-hmm. generation. Mm-hmm. And then you pass it on. This is the thing that we do. In black communities, mm-hmm. where when you you have a son, yeah, when he gets to be like 10, 11 years old, you give him a beating to let him know mm-hmm. that dad runs the house. Mm-hmm. You heard of that? Yeah, I heard of that. I, I don't believe in it though. But, yeah. And when my son was born, I said, when my son turns eleven, I'm gonna give him that beating and let him know that dad runs the house. And mm-hmm. I had an old white friend. Mm-hmm. He says, Dre, that's crazy. Yeah. What you talking about? I said, No, you don't understand it. You ain't black. Yeah. And he sat. We had this kind of discussion, and the baseline was, he said, Do you understand where that came from? Mm-hmm. I was like, my father, because he did it to me and my brothers. Sure. And his father did it to him. He said, do you know where it came from? Mm-hmm. He said, slave owners used to beat Facts. the slaves to let them know and instill fear in them. And that's mm-hmm. where it came from. And that's just one of the things that, for some reason, was carried on. Unfortunately. And I, when it was explaining to me like that, mm-hmm. I was like, nah, this ain't the way to go. Mm-hmm. But then he not only told me what not to do, he told me what I should do. Mm-hmm. He said, if you're present and you're there and you love your child and you're his everything, your presence alone is enough. Yeah. I'm saying when you show disapproval, mm-hmm. that's worse than a beating. Facts. If you take your presence away from your child, he doesn't know what to do because you're his whole world. Mm-hmm. And he'll do anything to get you back in your good graces. Yeah. And I've used disappointment versus beatings. Correct. And my son's 18. He's doing phenomenal. I mean, he got caught a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but I, it's, it's crazy. You said that. I knew that's what that originated from. But obviously, I, I heard Derek Grace also mention it as well. As far as like people thinking that's okay, like because in the street you may you every time you get an attitude with somebody, you not your first react is not you're not gonna hit everybody you get an attitude with. So why do we do it to our seeds, the people that we decided to bring into this that's world? That's a lesson that mm-hmm. was passed on. Mm-hmm. I'm saying so right yeah. now, the way we interact with each other mm-hmm. based on what we learned in the past, correct? And until we unlearn some things, Facts. then relearn some things, we're just gonna replicate what we know. Yep, exactly. So I want to ask you this transition now, because this is obviously, like you said, in your younger days, before you was 10, all this happened, correct? Yeah. This phase. So obviously, this anger is building up. 
where did this transition to where you eventually went to jail or prison? Where I didn't did... walk around angry. Okay. I mean, see, I walked around traumatized. Yeah, traumatized. But I didn't okay. walk around angry. Okay. See, angry's walking around like, yeah. like I'm, grow- I'm walking around mm-hmm. like I think I'm normal. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I think I'm normal. I'm in prison. Yeah. With grown men. When did that happen though? When I did went you to tra- prison at 18. 18. Okay, okay. 18, I go to prison. I just mm-hmm. say for normalized. Mm-hmm. When we're in prison, I drink coffee. Mm-hmm. Anybody drink coffee in the penitentiary know yeah. you like milk in your coffee. They only give us milk for breakfast. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do when you drink coffee at nine o'clock at night with warm milk? Nah, it's no good. Mm-hmm. We used to take the milk, put it in a trash bag, and sit it in the toilet mm-hmm. because the toilet had cold water in it. Mm-hmm. And we leave the milk in the toilet. All day, all evening, and mm-hmm. we want some coffee. Like, yo, yo, eat with a coffee. Oh, the milk's in the shitter. Mm-hmm. You go grab that milk, boom. Oh, grab me a piece of cheese, too. It was like mm-hmm. a baby refrigerator. Yeah. We were eating out of toilets, mm-hmm. and we called it normal. The entire yeah. penitentiary. Yeah. Not one or two of us. Mm-hmm. Nobody Everybody. blinked at eating out of a toilet. Mm-hmm. We normalized it. That, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Man, that's what you keep. Where else you going to keep yeah. the coffee? Where else you going to keep the milk? Where you going to keep the cheese? Man, it works. Yeah. We do what works, mm-hmm. but not what's sensible or, mm-hmm. or, or, or sane. Yeah. We normalize the abnormal, and the entire penitentiary is abnormal. Mm-hmm. And we normalize it. Yeah. And then we just, so we don't see it as trauma. We don't see it as anger or dysfunction. It's just how we live. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of normalization, I'm going I'm to I'm jump to this being that you already said it. Like, let's talk about that because I think now we live in a society where, it, even not even just now, but it's been in the past where our community has normalized like going to prison like this is a cool thing and it's an okay thing so obviously i want you to speak on that because i need people to know young bulls out there right now that's heading down the wrong path for whatever reason i needed to know like yo bro this is not the route you want to go like this is not the way that it should be this should not be normalized telling them they shouldn't go Mm -hmm. is over their head okay nobody's hearing that Mm -hmm. i'm saying that's like telling an 18 year old he shouldn't have sex he ain't Mm -hmm. hearing that yeah facts (laughs) Until you say she got AIDS, yeah. he going for it. Yeah. So with young boys who are on this track, mm-hmm. instead of telling them you don't want to go to jail, mm-hmm. what are your options? Mm-hmm. What are the options you're going to give them? You say, I would love to say that nobody loved me, nobody cared, my dad mm-hmm. was horrible, my neighborhood was rough, mm-hmm. and I had no choice. That'd be a lie. Mm-hmm. I had teachers from Miss Oliver on, Miss mm-hmm. Morrison, Mr. Bevilacqua, Miss Lane, Mr. Henderson, I'm saying, Mr. Solis, I can give you a list of yeah, people. Shout out to them. Mr. Duvall, who tried to save me, mm-hmm. but I refused to listen to them because I thought if I let you become mm-hmm. my savior or my mentor, that there was no room for my dad. It was one sit- seat next to me. That was for my dad because he was coming back to get me. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I believe my dad was coming back, so I had a chair right here for my dad. And when you came, mm-hmm. you can't sit here because yeah. that's my dad. And when you came... You can't sit here because that's my dad. Mm-hmm. And Miss Lane, Mr. Bevel, all these people I denied mm-hmm. sitting here because I was holding a chair for my dad who never came. Mm-hmm. Then finally somebody said to me, Dre, why won't you let somebody help you? When we went through the, the therapy mm-hmm. process, I'm like, I'm holding this chair for my dad. Mm-hmm. I'm five years into a prison sentence, mm-hmm. still holding a chair for this man who ain't coming. And instead of telling me, let somebody sit there, he says, Dre, how about you just put another chair down? Hmm. We'll leave your dad's chair there. How about I sit a chair on the other side of you? And we'll leave your dad's chair there. I'm like, mm. okay. Yeah. And I got to the point of accepting help. Mm. So many people are waiting for a savior that's not coming, that's waiting fact. for something that's not going on. But you couldn't pay me as a 12-year-old or 15-year-old or mm-hmm. 17-year-old to get that chair up. Because mm-hmm. giving that chair up was giving up on who I was. Because mm-hmm. I am my father reborn. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. And I couldn't, even though he was bad, not there, mm -hmm. absent, neglectful, he yes, still, man. I come from him. Mm -hmm. And I'm innately connected to him, and I refused to get that seat up because I always wanted my help to come from him. Mm -hmm. And finally, somebody said, keep your dad's chair. We're just going to put another chair down. And I sit mm -hmm. over here. Then I learned to accept help. I learned to ask for help. And so many of our young boys and young girls mm -hmm. don't know how to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And nobody's telling them, get a second chair. You tell them, oh, forget about your daddy's a bum. Mm -hmm. Forget about your mom. She's a crackhead. Forget about, not going to happen. Mm -hmm. I don't care what condition my parents are in. You can't replace them. Mm -hmm. So stop trying to tell the kid to forget about their, where they came from mm -hmm. and just say, hey, how do we? Add, how can it be and instead of or? Mm -hmm. He said, me and your dad can help you. Instead mm -hmm. of me or your dad can help you. Mm -hmm. That one small change opened my life up yeah. to receiving help. Because if it was mm -hmm. all my dad, I'm yeah. going in flames. Listen, yeah. I'm going down in flames waiting yeah. for him. They said, and your dad. Mm -hmm. oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And it changed everything. That one yeah. or to and. To or to and, yeah. Okay, so with that then, like at this point, this five years in now, so what first, like, let's talk about what even got you there in the first place. I used to rob you, drug dealers. Okay, you used to rob oh, drug dealers. My, my okay. dad mm -hmm. sold drugs. My mm -hmm. stepdad robbed banks. I became mm -hmm. somebody to rob drug dealers. Okay. It is they had the money. Mm -hmm. Listen, it was no rocket science. It was none, mm -hmm. a whole bunch to it. Yeah. Drug dealers had money. Yeah. So I robbed them. And got caught up. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know they could tell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't robbing them, but I didn't think other criminals would tell. could tell. Not mm -hmm. would tell, could tell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, tell. Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, yeah. all they told. And then Seven just, to ten, mm -hmm. two nine to tens, two tens, mm -hmm. two fifteen to twenties, and a five. Mm -hmm. When I got to the penitentiary, I picked up two more three to fives while I was inside, just mm -hmm. continuing the trauma. Yeah. Three to five as in like two year attempted extra. murder charges. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm thinking you mean years no, on no, the top. I got, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. When I got in okay. prison, I didn't yeah. stop. Yeah. See, you don't change who you are because mm -hmm. you walk inside of a prison. Yeah. Whatever you was doing outside, mm -hmm. you gonna do inside, mm -hmm. or try to do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying whoever you were outside, you're gonna be inside. Mm -hmm. We'll find out who you really are. Mm -hmm. When I came in, I kept robbing people. Yeah, when I came in, I kept fighting people mm -hmm. because my trauma didn't cease because the judge slammed the gavel. Yeah, I just now you just got a building full of people who are mm -hmm. traumatized. <laughs> That's all. Instead of me taking it out on some drug dealers mm -hmm. or fighting at the club, there's a whole building yeah. full of people who are, got the, the same problem I got. Yep, on the same timing. So with that, and that, and that that's the crazy part too. I want to talk about because it's it, they call it. Uh, they they say you go here to help you, but obviously we know like from your conditions. You say, can, say who say what? I'm saying as far as like the 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 government or whatever, quote unquote. They never say, said that. They they do. That's what they call a correctional facility, but it's right, not really on, correcting you. They never said that. Okay, so what they say? They said the 13th Amendment, mm -hmm. slavery is abolished unless mm -hmm. you commit a crime, Correct. and then you can be enslaved. Mm -hmm. That's on the books today. Correct. They, Agreed. Never, they said mm -hmm. in the 13th Amendment that they can enslave people. Correct. And they've never changed. I think it was mm -hmm. a year and a half ago, Mississippi voted to take that off their books, and mm -hmm. they voted no, keep it on the books. So outside of that, that that's 100% correct. But I mean, when they say, like, you, they, when they want people to go here, quote, unquote, to pretty much, like, they'll, they'll play both sides. So obviously that's in the 13th, that is the 13th Amendment. But in the other sense of correctional facility, as if people are supposed to go in here, juveniles or whatever, supposed to go in here to help them get a better chance and change their life around. How that, do you go to jail to get a better chance? That's exactly. Exactly. Ooh, okay. I'm going to go with the Constitution mm -hmm. of the United States of America. Okay. We, There's we no document that, mm -hmm. that overrides the Constitution of the United States Agreed. of America. 
the mm-hmm. entire land, the entire country mm-hmm. is based on the premise mm-hmm. of those amendments in that constitution. Correct. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Anything that comes after that is derived from that. Mm-hmm. So that says mm-hmm. you can enslave people. And when you enslave people, you know the treatment that they're entitled to. Mm-hmm. You say that you can bestow upon them. Mm-hmm. Nothing overrides the Constitution in this country. Yeah, which, which needs stop. to be changed a little bit. We need it. We need some changes. The concept, you can yeah. call it correction. Yeah. You can call it a vacation. Mm-hmm. You can call it going away. You can call it what you want. <laughs> yeah. The United States Constitution mm-hmm. causes slavery. Got you. So I'm not going to argue mm-hmm. with the founding, founding yeah. fathers. <laughs> no, I got you. Well, hey, we could talk about that too, though. Not argue with them, but some things should have been Should've changed. Been, yeah. No. As is, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. There's been many amendments mm-hmm. made to the Constitution. I'm saying I'm with mm-hmm. that. There needs to be more amendments mm-hmm. made to the Constitution. Agree. But for today, mm-hmm. today, got you. It is what it is. All right. It's so, what I want, mm-hmm. and it's what it is. True. Well, hold up. Give a shout out to Cameron Mace. It is what it is. <laughs> nah. Um, so I want to ask you now. So let's talk about that. Let's keep in this this realm. So as far as like your experiences in prison, what has been some of those experiences that has helped you truly? overcome obviously at within five years you had that conversation you realized you could save a seat for somebody else and steal your dad at the end so what outside of that was like yo like that that was the first part or if it was a part before that that helped you realize like yo i could overcome no the thing is this here Mm -hmm. you can be in prison Mm -hmm. you can be in the worst neighborhood you can be in the best neighborhood Mm -hmm. you can be in the biggest house or the smallest shack if you have the desire to overcome your situation and evolve Mm -hmm. you will Mm-hmm. If you have the wherewithal and the mindset to evolve and overcome, mm-hmm. you will. Yeah. If you're stuck in victim mentality, I know rich people mm-hmm. who sit around and complain about mm-hmm. their life. Yeah. I know poor people who sit yeah. around and complain about their life. Mm-hmm. It's not an economics thing. It's an individual thing. Mm-hmm. So when you sit around and say, well, I'm coming up. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, now, the same hustle you use in the street, mm-hmm. the same hustle we use in the penitentiary, mm-hmm. you can use anywhere. I'm still in corporate. Mm-hmm. I work, I have over 300 Two billion dollar companies that I advise. Mm-hmm. Same attitude. Yeah. You're saying I'm the same dude. I didn't mm-hmm. change. Hustles, mm-hmm. change, attitudes, nothing. I get to be me. Yeah. Companies only care. Can you make me money? Mm-hmm. And can you be ethical and can you be efficient? Mm-hmm. That's their big thing. So me being in prison, when I determined that I wanted to be somebody, I woke mm-hmm. up one day and said, I'm the king of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I'm in here, I'm running shots, I'm calling shots, I'm running hustling. And I'm running around the prison, but I'm not trying to run out of the prison. Mm-hmm. And there's so many homies running around the prison. Mm-hmm. They running around the yard. They running in and out the V room. They mm-hmm. got all this hustle. Yeah. I said, dude, if you put some of that hustle to getting out, mm-hmm. it'd be a different game. Yeah. Said, what do you mean? We can actually go home. Mm-hmm. We, but prison is just an extension of the hood. Mm-hmm. So they don't feel like it's like a punishment punishment. Mm-hmm. The hood is we all sit in the projects. If you ever yeah. look at a project, if you can put a wall around it, it look just like a prison. Mm-hmm. Take any housing project, just put a wall around it, and you got a prison. So they're at home. They're comfortable. Mm-hmm. People go to jail and get comfortable because it feels like, man, just minus the females mm-hmm. and minus going to the store, we got the rest of the stuff right here. Mm-hmm. So psychologically, they get comfortable, and they settle in. Mm-hmm. They start, I know some dudes who do better in jail than they do on the street. Unfortunately. So for me and for them, it's about... Once you make up your mind, mm-hmm. now you need the right people around you. The environment is secondary. Yeah. The environment helps. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, Rosen grew out the concrete if the mm-hmm. dirt's there. Yeah. So you can come up and you can excel. I don't care what they th- I travel the world. Yeah. I just got called yesterday for a five country tour. Mm-hmm. Malaysia, 
um, Malaysia, Philippines, Poland, South mm-hmm. Africa, and yeah. London. I'm on a five-country tour. They're like, mm-hmm. yo, Dre, we need you. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. You can do that. You can travel the world. You mm-hmm. can be a consultant. You can be a dad. You can mm-hmm. be whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. We have to stop believing the lie. Mm-hmm. That, you know something? This is your lot in life. Mm-hmm. That's what they told the slaves. This is all you ever going to be. Mm-hmm. This is all you ever want. They, they kept, don't let them read mm-hmm. because they'll start learning. You can't enslave an educated person. Right. The difference between me in 2024 and me in, two, in 1904 is I can read. And I can understand. I can comprehend all by myself. You mean 1994? I'm going back to my grandfather. My <laughs> like grandfather, 1904? My grandfather was born <laughs> yeah, in 1904 you. and he can't read. Okay, I got you. My father was born in 1944. Mm-hmm. He can't read. Mm-hmm. I was born in 1967. Got Initially, you. I couldn't read. Mm-hmm. So the differential is the ability to read. Correct. So I don't stop at my day. Mm-hmm. 1967, I stop at, I go to my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Like this chain, me and my son, mm-hmm. he, he has a music company. So we, I made him change his mm-hmm. little logo. Oh, dad, I want to be a producer. So cool. Yeah. So we, I made change for him just to, with his little logo. Mm-hmm. And on the back of my chain is his name. Okay. On the, I gave him both chains for mm-hmm. Christmas. Mm-hmm. He looked. One has his name in the year he was born. Mm-hmm. One has my name in the year I was born. Mm-hmm. He grabbed his. I said, no, you did that wrong. Yeah. I said, that comes to me. Mm-hmm. You, he, he, you look at the back of his, it says Andre. Yeah. The back of mine says Brooks. Mm-hmm. Because it's not about you. It's about us. Facts. So let me let me. I said a few things I want to take out of that. So first, when what at what point did that mindset change? Where you realized not even change? Where you realized, yo, like if I want to get out of here, it's all mental. So when did that happen? You, this wasn't like the five years in, or it was, I was after? six years in. Okay, I'm in solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. I've already been convicted and given ten more years to my mm-hmm. sentence. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in a hole for two and a half years, mm-hmm. and I came to realize I'm the king of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this, this is it. it. No, this is it. Mm-hmm. And this is it. I want to spend the rest of my life in one of these cages mm-hmm. locked up. Mm-hmm. And this is it. And I'll never forget, one time I was playing ball or something, I hurt my back. Mm-hmm. They took me to the hospital, and they had this machine, but it was up in the infirmary where mm-hmm. I had never been. Yeah, I'm like 20 years old. I don't go to infirmary. Mm-hmm. They took me to the infirmary where they had this machine, and it was like an um, old people ward. Mm-hmm. I go on the joint, and they put me on the table, and they put the, the thing on my back, mm-hmm. and it's a whole ward. I'm saying full of old people. They had cancer, mm-hmm. they had diabetes, they mm-hmm. had amputations, they were mm-hmm. dying, they were scared, whatever. Everybody mm-hmm. was just, I'm like, what is this? Mm-hmm. They don't show us that. Mm-hmm. All you see is young dudes all on the weight pit playing mm-hmm. ball, running around. I want to, I mean, I saw it. Then later on, I'm like, that's going to be me. Mm-hmm. One day, somebody else going to be, I'm going to be up on that ward. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be sitting there drooling and whatever else. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's, that's my end. I'm like, mm-hmm. nah. I have to change my my destination. Mm-hmm. I have to change my direction. Mm-hmm. So I didn't change me. Mm-hmm. I just changed my direction. Yeah. What do I want? I wanted to be the top gang leader in the prison system. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that no more. So I want to be a Harvard graduate. Mm-hmm. I said, I just changed my destination, what I wanted. So I got up every day trying mm-hmm. to be the number one dude in the prison system. Yeah. And so I went after that. And I put in the work for that. I woke up today. I said, man, I don't want to do that no more. Mm-hmm. So I want to be, first I said, I want to be free. And so often, your first thought is true, but it's wrong. Mm-hmm. My first thought was free. And I looked around the white, the black, the Spanish, the cool guys, the tough guys, mm-hmm. kitchen workers, these guys. Everybody got free, came back. Mm-hmm. I said, free don't work. So many people say they want something, they don't realize mm-hmm. it don't work. So I said, I want to be successful because successful people don't come here. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to home and go to college. So I picked a school called Harvard University. Mm-hmm. 
I'm gonna this go is home. in prison, though? In prison okay, in solitary. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going home, going to Harvard. I'm going to be mm. successful. Everybody thought I was crazy. Yep. They're like, man, the losses. People snap every day. Mm-hmm. The word went out, Dre snapped. So what do you mean Dre snapped this year? He talking about going to Harvard. Mm-hmm. He can't even read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he walked around with three knives in his pocket. He's talking mm-hmm. about killing people every day. Now mm-hmm. talking about going to Harvard. Yeah. They literally thought I snapped. They said the time got to him. Straight mm-hmm. gone. He's going to be doing the shuffle in a minute. Mm-hmm. He's going to give him some Thursday. And he just they say that like the Bing, though. Kind of like the Bing, right? Who? The Bing. So, like, I know in, in New York, like, um, I'm not sure if you heard the Khalif Browder story, but, yeah. like, like uh, obviously. so he got, he got tortured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, the Bing, though, like, they call it, like, the Bing, because, like, they was, like, after three months sitting in solitary confinement, like, for uh, Rikers I sat Island. I for two and a half years. It, I know you sat for two and a half That's what I'm saying. That's what I know is that There's it's, like, a three. line. Yeah. It's not even about solitary. Mm-hmm. You can just be locked up mm-hmm. and just every day going through. Mm-hmm. We as humans are not designed to be locked in a building or a cage mm-hmm. 24 hours a day. That's you go crazy. Your mind starts seeing the walls and you stop being confined. And your mm-hmm. mind starts shutting down. There's no stimulation. Mm-hmm. You go back to Adam and Eve. Where did they live? In the garden. Mm-hmm. And they were naked initially. And what did they do? They mm-hmm. slept body to earth. Mm-hmm. I'm saying they walked around feet to earth. Yeah. I'm saying they look at the sky. They hit trees, touched mm-hmm. up. Prison's all cement. Mm-hmm. They've taken you and put you in a cement box, which is a living tomb, mm-hmm. and left you. It's only a while before your mind starts disassociating mm-hmm. from reality. Yeah. And you shut down and you just shut off. And then this, your girlfriend leaves you, your mom gets sick, your grandmom dies, and all this stuff. Your girl run mm-hmm. off. And you know what I'm saying? All this stuff starts happening, and it starts wearing on you. Mm-hmm. And there's no resolve. There's no outlet. And yeah. eventually, your mind snaps. Got you. So that's why they say you snap. Okay. So with that, then what was the hardest part? Because like you said, they saying you snap. So what was the hardest part? Because it's easier to say something than actually do stuff. So you said this. Now you're taking the steps. Like what was the hardest steps to actually get there? Because you're locked up. You obviously wrote Harvard. You told them everybody thinking you're crazy. So now the what hard, was the hardest the hard, start? The hardest part for me mm-hmm. was distancing myself from my friends. Mm-hmm. Because they had the mindset of we here to hustle. Mm-hmm. We ain't trying to go home. Mm-hmm. We in this to we in this to the end till the wheels fall off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, so this is my people. Mm-hmm. So how do I come up without them? Mm-hmm. So I had to create some distance between me and them. Mm-hmm. I love them. I'm mm-hmm. with them, but I can't go down with them. I yeah. see this ship is going off the cliff, and mm-hmm. we're already off the cliff, and we are sinking. Mm-hmm. Half a, half the ship underwater, and people yeah. ain't paying attention. Facts. So it's like, nah. I just create space for myself. Mm-hmm. And then I just said, I'm just going to have to do this by myself because yeah. nobody wanted to go with me. Going it alone mm-hmm. was the hardest part. I know from hearing your story, too, you was in the library by yourself, correct? A lot? No, no. I no. went to the library by myself. Yeah. There's old heads in the library. Correct. Okay. Shout out to Maude D and Paul Simmons. Mm-hmm. They sat down. Mike Tewitt. Talk to you. They teach you the law. Mm-hmm. If you go to law library, somebody teach you the law. Mm-hmm. If you go to a barber shop, I guess what they'll teach you? How to cut hair. How to cut hair, yeah. <laughs> so Got if you, you go someplace long enough, they'll mm-hmm. teach you. I went to the law library. They started working with me on my cases, mm-hmm. and I flipped my case. Mm-hmm. It took me eight years mm-hmm. between going to anger management, going to counseling, going mm-hmm. to therapy, going to college, going to law library. It wasn't like a two-day thing. Yeah, Over eight years span, mm-hmm. I flipped my case. I flipped my attitude. Mm-hmm. I got the right skill set, and I just kept marching. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm glad you said shout-out to them because that's what I was going to ask you next. So I figured the hardest part would obviously, like you said, distancing yourself from the people that you just know, like this is your crew or whatever. So now you have people, like you said, you went to the law library, you started uh, meeting the people that teach you the law. I want to talk about that a little more because I think that's invital too. Because do you would you say you feel like even if you didn't have those people, you 
I ain't even gonna say you would. You would probably still figure it out, but no, that probably made no, it a lot no, help no, easier. Okay. Good. I, listen. Okay. I'm I'm nice. Mm -hmm. It is so much more helpful to have mm -hmm. a professional yeah. teach you than you try to figure it out on your own. Yeah. Because the mistake curve is smaller. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Correct. The learning curve is mm -hmm. shorter. So could I eventually have figured it out? Yeah. Probably. Mm -hmm. It was a thousand times easier with those mm -hmm. brothers dead. Yeah. And my goal wasn't to like just leave my homies. Mm -hmm. I needed Bring to save love. them. I'm saying so I got out first. Mm -hmm. I flipped my case, flipped my attitude. I got out. Mm -hmm. November 99, I came home. Mm -hmm. And when I came home, I got on my feet. I started helping youngins. Mm -hmm. I went right to the juvenile center. Mm -hmm. 90 minutes after I walked out of prison, I walked into a juvenile center, started helping little black mm -hmm. kids be better. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing the work on the ground in real time. Yeah. But eventually, I got my money together. Mm -hmm. I helped my family as best I could. Mm -hmm. And my big homie, who was doing the natural, we went back and got him. Mm -hmm. He's out right now. Because yeah. we put up the legal money, we put up the, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, the people to help him fight his case. And yeah. he's out. My other big homie, you know what I'm saying, he was doing a, he was doing a life sentence too. Mm -hmm. Got him out. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We went back and we got people. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't about, oh, man, yeah. I can't rock with them dudes no more. Yeah. I don't want new friends. Mm -hmm. I don't need no new homies. Mm -hmm. I put up here by myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because my big homie's in Savannah right now. Mm -hmm. I Listen, we rock out together mm -hmm. from door to door. Yeah. And we went back. And we got our homies. Mm -hmm. So I don't know who you walked the yard with mm -hmm. or who you shoulder to shoulder with. But when you came home, did you go back and get them? Yeah. That's, That's what it comes fact. down to. So like, yo, mm -hmm. what make me different? So I went back and got mine. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The dudes who showed me how to stay alive. Let's keep it real basic. The people who showed me how to stay alive mm -hmm. and helped me down until I learned how to hold myself down. Because I did not walk yeah. into the prison a gladiator. I walked mm -hmm. in a scared 18-year-old. Mm -hmm. And the homies from the hood... Showed me how to stay alive and kept mm -hmm. me afloat until I could hold myself down. No, facts. I went back and got him. Mm -hmm. Full that stop. Be. And that's it. That's the whole thing. When mm -hmm. you get out, go back. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's also, even with that, I think it's a matter of if they want to come, too. Because like you said, it's, it's a matter of it the took me a while. It, no, yeah. it took me a while to work on his attitude. Okay. It took, yeah. He wasn't, like, ready. Yeah. But what happens is we riding shoulder to shoulder. Mm -hmm. We going cross country. Mm -hmm. So when he see me go home, he's like, yo, Dre out. Yeah. And hold up, Dre's out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that dude's a lunatic. Yeah. I can And it's do like it too. if it worked for him, I could do it. It worked for me. Mm -hmm. When you see other people go home that ain't mm -hmm. of your caliber, mm -hmm. it don't really phase you. Mm -hmm. When you see somebody that it rock out with you hundred yeah. percent, you're like, wait a minute, he got out. Yeah. I made parole. Mm -hmm. I went to a parole board and they said, Let that man go. I got mm -hmm. eight cases in jail. Been mm -hmm. shipped across the country to nine different states. They're like, yo, this dude's changed. Mm -hmm. And he's conveyed himself. And he's shown that he's mm -hmm. legit. Mm -hmm. And I've been home 24 years now. Yeah. I'm going to prison on yeah. Monday. Yeah. So I'm to today's visit. Thursday. I'm going, no, I'm not yeah. visiting. I go in and talk to brothers. No, nah, that's what I'm saying, though. It's not like you staying there. But I want to ask that. Do you ever get survivor's guilt? Yeah. <laughs> nah, I ain't no nah, survivor's guilt. Listen, okay. I ain't feel no guilt about mm -hmm. being free. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what? I, I earned this. No, mm -hmm. no, I work for this. Mm -hmm. And I work every day to justify it. Yeah. So I, no, I don't, I feel bad that mm -hmm. I got homies inside. Mm -hmm. I feel bad that the soldiers inside, I don't even know. Mm -hmm. I sat down probably like six months ago and I wrote my book. Mm -hmm. I went online and looked up everybody I can know, every brand name, big mm -hmm. gangster, whoever, Rico cases. Mm -hmm. I don't know none of these dudes. I just looked up their cases and just sent them There's copies of my book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They sent people copies of my, mm -hmm. New York. California, Chicago, yeah. Oklahoma, Florida, Texas, mm -hmm. California. I just looked up That's dudes wild. online. If I could find your name, mm -hmm. if I ever heard of your name, mm -hmm. I'd go look for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And just send you a copy of my book. Mm -hmm. So That's you just right. sit in your cell, boom, book pop up. Yo, 
dude, I put in work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This ain't no kind of sort. I read a book one time. It was a brother. I ain't going to put his name to it. Mm-hmm. But he wrote a book. He was a government witness. Mm-hmm. He was a rapist. Mm-hmm. He was a coward. Mm-hmm. He was in peace. He was a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But he wrote a book. I'm like, this dude's a what? And that's what made me write my book. Mm-hmm. I was so offended by his. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know who you're talking about. But I ain't going to say it. I, I was so, I'll tell you after line. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. so offended by his book mm-hmm. that I wrote my book. Mm-hmm. And so I want dudes to know that mm-hmm. you can come from, from solitary. You mm-hmm. can come from the shoe. You can mm-hmm. come from catching cases. You can come from federal mm-hmm. transfers from the black box. Mm-hmm. You can come from all that yeah. and still level up. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Don't let no nobody out here tell you, oh, you got to get mm-hmm. in line behind these clowns. Yeah. Because I had a homie come home, you know what I'm saying, old head. He came home. And he was out. He used to call me. Yo, mm-hmm. Dre, yo. Call me Dre Top. Mm-hmm. And I call him. Like, yo, what's up, man? Yo, Jay Crawford. He's, mm-hmm. he's like, yo. He used to try to go get jobs and get into programs. Mm-hmm. And all the lames. I'm saying, that's what you are. All you lames who did time and were scared and getting ran off the yard. They came home. They go. They got no backbone. They come get a job at a nonprofit or a church or whatever. And they did. Because they're going to do their mm-hmm. thing. They ain't going to cause no ruckus. But when, but when the OG show up, they smile, and as soon as you walk away, they run, oh, don't hire him, because they're scared of him. Mm-hmm. They ain't, they feel like they're going to get mashed again. Mm-hmm. So every place he went, mm-hmm. the lames would double back and tell the boss, don't hire him, he's a problem. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, Dre, they blocking me. And it, it hurt me to see him hurt. Yeah. So when I came home, I started a program for soldiers, yeah. for Gs. I'm saying for, for for people who was about their life. Mm-hmm. At my first agency, we had if you was somebody, we came and got you. Mm-hmm. I don't care what block you was from, what set you mm-hmm. was from, who you had beef with. Mm-hmm. We had a whole team in Boston, yeah. And we got everybody in the city and put them on one team, mm-hmm. and we did the business. We created a thing called Violence Interrupters or Credible Messengers. Mm-hmm. We created that in 1999 in Boston. I'm saying we went and got all the old heads, all mm-hmm. the real G's from every block, mm-hmm. put them all together, said, "Yo, let's do this." And I think that's good because they, they obviously everybody had the mindset to even join oh, that. Yeah, I ain't got to teach you to be yeah. a leader. So Facts. when you get dudes who ain't leaders mm-hmm. and you put them in a position of leadership, easy. Because to the to the world, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. Or you're black, you're Latino, you're white. You've been to prison five years, ten years, twenty years. They don't know the mm-hmm. difference, mm-hmm. but there's a difference. Just because you did ten years in the max don't mean it's you that dude. Mm-hmm. You did twenty years in the shoe. You might have been on PC twenty years. So. People go to the shoe and don't want to come out. So they do goofy stuff every 60 days to stay in there. Oh, you did two years in the hole? Yeah, he was hiding. So <laughs> they don't understand the differential yeah. between the type of caliber of people. Mm-hmm. So one size fits all. So when I came home, I know the difference. Mm-hmm. There's three types of people to go to prison. There's leaders, there's followers, and there's cowards. I don't know which one you are until you open your mouth. Mm-hmm. But the person at the nonprofit will never know the difference. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to expose you, but you can't lead us. Mm-hmm. You put cowards in charge, then when real dudes show up, they gonna mess the whole play up. Mm-hmm. So I started putting leaders in charge, right. real cats in charge. Mm-hmm. I'm saying real ones. Yo, Dre, how do I do this? Dudes call me from Chicago, from Cali. From, Yo, Dre, how do I do? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna show you how to run the play. Yeah. And if anybody out there coming home from the penitentiary now or soon, you just can't. You want to know the play? Call me. I give you the play. Ain't no mm-hmm. charge. Mm-hmm. Ain't no all oh, man. Ain't yeah. no charge. If you a real one, ain't no charge. 
And, and the reason I asked that, even like the 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 uh the survivor's guilt, because I've had people that obviously been through jail, been through prison, and I want to know what could you tell them? Like like you said, you you don't have survivor's guilt because you ain't, ain't no guilt. It's nothing to be guilty about for your freedom. So what could you tell somebody that may have a homie that they that's left behind, whether they got the mindset of getting out or not getting out? What could you tell them? Like yo yo, you gotta let that off for you. You can't be feeling survivor's guilt at no, this point. They feel survivor's guilt because they left them. Mm -hmm. Not because they made it and they didn't. Mm -hmm. They disconnected from them. I don't feel mm -hmm. survivor's guilt. I'll be in prison in two days from now. Mm -hmm. I was in prison last week. I'll be in prison last month. I'll be in prison next month. Yeah. I ain't got no guilt because I still show up. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you gotcha. disconnect, it's like you come Makes from sense. the hood, you become a superstar, you move out to Hollywood, mm -hmm. you can't come back to the hood because... You didn't disconnected mm -hmm. those three years. You were elevating and making all that money. You don't feel like you fit in no more. Mm -hmm. I could walk in any prison in America. Mm -hmm. They're like, yo, Dre here. Because I never left. I walked yeah. out of prison at 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. I walked back into prison at 1130 after mm -hmm. 14 years. Mm -hmm. I've been going back for 24 strong. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to forget no soldiers, white, right. black, or Spanish. I don't care. Mm -hmm. If you're Aryan, if you're a Muslim, if, you, if you're a Crip or Blood, if you're mm -hmm. a G, if you're a Viceroy, I don't care what you claim. Mm -hmm. I want everybody free. You know I'm saying that's that's my platform. Yeah. I'm freeing people. Mm -hmm. you know I'm saying so. How you get down after you get out? Go for it. Yeah. But I don't want. I, this is a real dude. Mm -hmm. Don't let the man mm -hmm. handle our beef. So if I got beef with you, mm -hmm. me and you can handle it in the street. I don't need the police to hold you hostage. Yeah. I don't need corrections to keep you locked down. If I ain't got beef with nobody, yeah. but I'm not gonna let the system hold you. You know I'm saying be my co-defendant yeah. and hold you down. Nah, let him mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Dre, they don't like black people. So what? Let them out. Mm -hmm. Dre, they don't, they don't like what? Let them out. Mm -hmm. Why are we going to let the system hold people? Facts. You know what I'm saying? Let's educate, mm -hmm. man. And then when you do help a brother get out from, an, from another mm -hmm. space or place, yeah. then it's like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Okay, that, that might be the thing that changes mine. Mm -hmm. There was a dude I had beef with. And I caught a case beefing with these cats. Mm -hmm. I went to his parole board and helped him get out. Mm. Bible says... <laughs> Helping a friend is yeah. simple. Help your enemies. I went to that man parole board and I sat there. And literally during the parole board, they asked him, they said, why is Andre at your table? Because I'm this big figure who helps people. And they're like, they're reading his joint. They're like, they, they stopped the hearing. They said, mm -hmm. why is he at your table? And the dude wasn't super articulate. He was a, mm -hmm. he was a straight soldier. Mm -hmm. he, he wasn't a weak dude. And I stood up and spoke for him. Mm -hmm. And when I finished, they gave that man parole. Mm -hmm. I said, I gave him the business. Like, boom. Still didn't advocate it for him. And they gave him a parole. Let him out. Mm. I'm saying, I can be like, yo, me and this dude got beef. He might try to ride a ball me. I'm saying, nah. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to let the police hold you. Because mm -hmm. I'm if I'm scared, I need to go ahead and move. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, even before he got out, there's some cast from different teams that we had beef with. Yeah, We're trying to save the community. I went to one home. He said, listen, man, let me meet you. We met up. I said, man, I need you to come join the team. I said, now, I know we had beef behind the wall. I said, if your goal is to kill me, what we did behind the wall is going to be real easy. Mm -hmm. But I believe that your character and integrity and what you want for our community is bigger than what we had behind the wall. Mm -hmm. And me and that brother's been rocking since 2001. Mm -hmm. I said, you call me, I'm going to pull up. You can call me, you'll meet me such and such. You can lay me down in the basement. I'm gone. Mm -hmm. I said, but I believe that your character and your integrity is bigger than a beef we had in prison. I'm saying, and that's what you when you deal with real ones. Mm -hmm. I'm saying when you deal with lanes, coward, they gonna get you. Clip, <laughs> they, they got bad memories. Clip. Yeah, <laughs> forget all that. Every real yeah. one would know. You put mm -hmm. in some wins, you take some losses. Mm -hmm. 
Muhammad Ali took losses. Is he less than the real one? Tyson mm-hmm. took losses. He's not less than the real one. Mm-hmm. George Ford. True ones take you battle, you lose some. Mm-hmm. I'm saying now, if you don't want no snake stuff jumping yeah. off, you you straight up head up mm-hmm. and you lose, you win, you lose. Right. But when I come back and extend my hand and it's sincere, you can receive it because mm-hmm. you're a real one and I'm a real one. Yeah. And I've extended my hand countless times. Mm-hmm. And I will continue to extend my hand because I want a I want a no. real one to come home. I, I think we need to hear more stories like this. So I'm glad you're sharing it. And I want to ask now. So when did you become a father? Because you you said you got one you got one son. I got one son. I okay. got married mm-hmm. in 2004. So when you came home, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. After I came home, mm-hmm. so I got married in two. I went to jail at 18. Okay. So yeah, I came home and I, I was 32. So I did mm-hmm. 14. Mm-hmm. I got married in 04. I had my son in 05. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I say this to people. You know what I'm saying. It's super important. If you've already got kids, it's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But on the front end, when I came home, I'm 32, no mm-hmm. kids, making money, fly, all this goofy mm-hmm. shit that people think is important. And chicks mm-hmm. is like, yo, I'll take him. You know what I'm saying? He, he don't know my background. He don't know my history. It's time for me to find a wife. Mm-hmm. I was in the strip clubs. Mm-hmm. I was on the block. I was in the clubs. I was at the mm-hmm. park. I was all those places. Mm-hmm. I went over to Harvard University and found somebody who was highly educated, highly stable, mm-hmm. I'm saying highly focused. And that's why I married. Mm-hmm. My son's mother has a PhD from MIT and a master's from Harvard. Mm-hmm. I ain't hating on nobody else. Yeah. But I didn't want I wanted my kid to have a shot. Yeah. And I knew education was my Jeez. downfall. And mm-hmm. I needed someone that could fill that gap. Mm-hmm. So I found somebody who could fill that gap to make mm-hmm. sure that my son became educated. Yeah. Be, make sure that he had exposure beyond the limited yeah. reach that I have. I got mm-hmm. limited reach. Mm-hmm. She had a worldly reach. She's lived mm-hmm. in four or five different countries. She spoke mm-hmm. five different languages. I'm like, this is what I want my son to yeah. grow up under. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and we about to talk about that one. And he not saying that you can't find love in a strip club. <laughs> you but, can't. No, no, no. That ain't hey. love. Hey, but find somebody. You never know. Y'all, y'all might be both in evolving. You, you, hey, look. Listen, I'm about to say something. Mess your whole podcast up. Nah, what you was going to say? <laughs> you said stop simping, nigga. <laughs> nah, listen, but. Uh, <laughs> listen, we all go. But yeah. we, listen, that ain't way to find a wife. I, I mean, look, I think I think you can find love in some crazy places. I ain't even saying that's crazy, but at the end of the day, that's my take on it. I'm not saying you can't find better ones other places, but I don't want somebody to feel like just because a woman in a strip club, maybe she no, got no, evolved I, too, no, though. No, no, no. Hold on. Mm-hmm. I didn't say strippers can't be married, mm-hmm. but if you meet her on the pole, not at, at the laundromat, not at the mall. If you're okay. at her job while she mm-hmm. is actively working. Mm-hmm. That ain't that ain't. Oh yeah, you. you might not do it when she actively working. If okay, that's when I you got meet you. Her. I'm mm-hmm. If you meet somebody and they mm-hmm. got their jobs, I mean, it mm-hmm. is what it is. I got you. But okay. if you're at work, you're a mm-hmm. client. Yeah, at that point, you're a client now nah, for 100%. sure. You don't go from client you. to husband. Yeah, I got you. Okay, that makes sense. I'm glad you clarified. No hold a housewife. Yeah. No mm-hmm. client to husband. Facts. All right, so with that, I want to talk about Captain that. Save a hole. <laughs> I want to talk about you you meeting actually like even more in detail of you like creating this relationship with your wife. Obviously at the time you met her, but like what was that process of pretty much like getting to know her, obviously with your background, like how was that? How was that process? So other men that's coming out can know, like, look, like you can you can change and, and find somebody that's worthy as well. So how was that process? I'm gonna you? give you the formula. All right, so and I'll tell you how I did mine, right? All right. I'm gonna give you the formula first. If I take you to a strip, if we go to strip, you just got mm-hmm. in prison. We go to strip mm-hmm. club right now. And you got the little diesel swole, just come out of prison, a mm-hmm. little look, and she knows that you knew. Mm-hmm. I lead him to the strip club. One of them 20 strippers is going to think you cute and give you a number. Mm-hmm. I can take you to the park, down in the game. They balling. Mm-hmm. And all those chicks out there, the Daisy Duke showing and the hair done, I lead mm-hmm. in the park. One of them 20 chicks is going to think you cute. She's going to give you a number. Mm-hmm. I take you to the local bar. 
And when them chicks down there shooting Hennessy shots and margaritas, it's going to think you cute and going to give you a mm -hmm. number. If I take you to Harvard University mm -hmm. and leave you on campus in, mm -hmm. a, in a medical department, when them chicks going to think you cute and give you a number. Mm -hmm. If I take you over to Emory Law School and leave you in the library, yeah. when them chicks going to think you cute and give you a number. It's not that somebody's not going to think you cute. The question mm -hmm. is where you're being chose from. Mm -hmm. Where are you placing yourself? Because we don't choose them, they choose us. We can mm -hmm. ask, they say yes or no. Mm -hmm. The question is, where are you placing yourself? Environment. Okay. What environment are you in? Because mm -hmm. if we go down to whatever block, you're going to get a block chick. Mm -hmm. No no hate, but yeah. if I take you to 5th and Main, you're going to get a chick from them projects, mm -hmm. from, from the Main Street project. Yeah. If I take you over to Georgia Tech, to the engineering mm -hmm. department, guess what you're going to meet? Yeah. Somebody in engineering school. I take mm -hmm. you over to the hospital, you're going to meet a nurse or a doctor. Mm -hmm. So it's not that we won't get chosen. Mm -hmm. The question is, where are you placing yourself to get chosen? If I was surrounded by Ivy League students, I was surrounded by Ivy League graduates, mm -hmm. so it only made sense that of all those women, one of them thought I was cool. Yeah, He's like, oh, I like him. Mm -hmm. But at the same token, when I used to go to the park, chicks same. in the park thought I was cool, but I was mm -hmm. like, I'm good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'll go to the club, because I went to the club, oh, man, mm -hmm. this dude fly. Let me, let me holler mm -hmm. at him. Oh, whatever the thing was, it's where are you placing yourself? Yeah. I go to business conferences now. Mm -hmm. So I'm meeting people who run and own businesses. Mm -hmm. Got you. So it's not mm -hmm. that you won't be chosen. Mm -hmm. The question is, where are you placing yourself? Environment. What are the 20 women doing mm -hmm. that are choosing from you, for mm -hmm. you? That's all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I've seen so many people with baby mama drama mm -hmm. because you picked a chick who's traumatized mm -hmm. and not healed. Mm -hmm. Can she get healed? Can she be better? For yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. But is she healed? And is she better right now? Mm -hmm. There's a good chance not. Yeah. So that's what you're taking on. Mm -hmm. So when you take that on, if you're not willing to help her heal, yeah. you're going to just live you in her pain. It. Yeah, got to deal with it. No, no, you're going to yeah. live in her pain. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I came home, I worked in a place. Mm -hmm. It was all graduate students from Harvard, MIT, mm -hmm. Dartmouth, and all, all these Ivy League kids, yeah. young adults, worked mm -hmm. in this place, and I'm there. Mm -hmm. So I'm being surrounded by Ivy League students graduates and it's all women mm -hmm. and women and men it's, i don't care what you do they're like oh and they, and they all like in the corner whispering like yo mm -hmm. yo yo then the ratio <laughs> is what yeah. it is you know what I'm saying? and mm -hmm. they're watching how i'm moving mm -hmm. they're watching what i'm doing they're watching my my movements my integrity mm -hmm. my conversation mm -hmm. and it was all positive to them correct this is the way my wife described me she, they said why'd you pick him they said he has range he can go from one end of the spectrum to the other mm -hmm. seamlessly and I do that. I walk right out of maximum security prison, walk into a $2 billion company, walk out of a $2 billion company, walk into the governor's office, walk out mm -hmm. of there, walk into a foreign country, and go into the bush. Mm -hmm. Range. Mm -hmm. That's what she thought was exciting, sexy, cool, mm -hmm. and appealing. This dude has range. Yeah. And that's what it was. What has been the biggest things that you feel like she's taught you since obviously meeting her, and then vice versa? That Dennis at 6 o'clock. <laughs> 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 ain't no sub shop. <laughs> <laughs> Reading Sunday paper is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. um, family time. I mean, mm -hmm. I didn't grow up with family time. Mm. I didn't. My, my wife used to tell me, if you had my parents, you'd have been president. Mm. She said, with all your natural gifts, mm -hmm. if you had my parents, you'd have been president of the United States. Mm -hmm. That's what she used to always say to me. Mm -hmm. But um, just stability. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a chaotic household. I grew up in a chaotic neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So to me, what's normal what isn't is normal. Yep. So I'm listening to her. Mm -hmm. Normal is different. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying we're not doing cold cereal and milk mm -hmm. at six o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, what, what do you mean? Can't have yeah. Captain Crunch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying no fruity pebbles. You mm -hmm. lost your mind, lady. You tripping? She's yeah. like, no, you tripping. That's breakfast cereal. Yeah. It's not breakfast time. Mm -hmm. So just 
fundamentals. This yeah. is some fundamental stuff that I just did not know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Accountability. Beautiful thing, yeah. Responsibility. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Expectations. Mm-hmm. Doing what you say when you say you want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Being considerate of others. I was never mm-hmm. considerate. I was the most inconsiderate person on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. It was all about me. I lived in a bubble. Mm-hmm. So as long as this bubble is cool, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to be concerned about how you felt or how you thought or how it impacted you. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. Didn't get over matter. it. Yeah. I came from order to get over it. Mm-hmm. Ain't no y'all today. Get over it. Mm-hmm. Library's closed. Get over it. Ain't mm-hmm. no like, how come? Mm-hmm. So I had to learn to be considerate, mm-hmm. thoughtful, inclusive, yeah. Yeah. all the stuff that I hadn't been taught or trained or raised mm-hmm. to be. Do you feel like it was it, it was quick for you to pick up? Obviously, with no. her, it was it took time. Listen, time. I I was invested mm-hmm. in being dysfunctional. Mm. This wasn't something I picked up at the store. Mm-hmm. I got this from birth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying from birth, I dealt mm-hmm. with dysfunction yeah. and trauma and and absence and mm-hmm. neglect. You know what I'm saying and abnormal stuff. So this yeah. is this is not something Ew. you shake off. Yeah. And even to this day, I'm institutionalized. I grew mm-hmm. up in prison. So there's some things that I still do as if I'm in prison. I mm-hmm. think like I'm in prison sometimes. Yeah. My first, I wake up sometimes in a hotel. I'm like, what prison am I in? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. I travel so much. Yeah. It's just like I get shipped around so much. Mm-hmm. I've woken up, didn't know what prison I was in. Mm-hmm. So I got shipped like five times in a week. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm in Oklahoma, I'm in Tennessee, I'm in Alabama, I'm in Indiana. And I just wake up like, damn, what prison? Yeah. And I feel what prison I'm in. Mm-hmm. I woke up in hotel rooms and had that same feeling. Do you feel like you'll ever be able to overcome that? Or what steps do you feel like you're taking to, like, to try to get out of that necessarily mindset or not, I don't know if it's a mindset because it's not like you want to be there. It's just like what you're so used to. You feel like you're taking any steps or what are they? I go to counseling. Okay. No, no. Okay. I go I go to counseling. Mm-hmm. I don't even worry about waking up and feeling like I'm in. That's just, yeah. that's just I can wake up sometimes I feel like I'm in Boston. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So my, my go-to thing mm-hmm. on Siri is, hey, Siri, play New Edition. Mm-hmm. That's my common music because mm-hmm. that's the homies. Because mm-hmm. I was on a bus one time, mm-hmm. and I was, like, stressed out. I'm going mm-hmm. from Oklahoma. I was going from Texas to mm-hmm. Oklahoma on a bus. Mm-hmm. And we were on a bus ride through nowhere, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And New Edition came on the radio. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of nowhere. This is no mm-hmm. Bluetooth. This is the radio. Yeah. So the local country boys played New Edition on the mm-hmm. radio. And that song lifted me up so hard. What was the song? It was just a new edition song. Just a new, okay, it was okay, a new I got you. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I grew up mm-hmm. down the street from them. They from the projects. I went to school with um, mm-hmm. Ricky mm-hmm. for a minute. But um, when I heard that song, mm-hmm. it just it hit me. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, I'm in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, yeah. but I heard Boston, mm-hmm. and, it, and it lifted my spirits. Yeah. So that's been my go-to. go-to. When I come home, I be I got shit. I can do home, yeah. play play new edition. Mm-hmm. People are like, there you go again. Yeah. Now, <laughs> if it's that, helping you, for sure. That to me mm-hmm. is real. So okay, music yeah. is relaxation for me. It's Agreed. therapeutic. Mm-hmm. But I go to counseling. I yeah. actively go to counseling. Mm-hmm. And I sit down and I talk about what's bothering me. Mm-hmm. Not what I'm mad about. Not what I don't got. Not mm-hmm. what I deal I didn't get. Mm-hmm. What's bothering me. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally, mm-hmm. my mom just passed. So I'm in a space of mm-hmm. doing a grief yeah. thing. Yeah. But now I need to go to counseling and talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What was unresolved? What mm-hmm. I didn't say? What mm-hmm. she didn't get a chance to say? What did I want to do? Yeah. I mean, so I can't just brush it off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but I've done my couple months of grieving, mm-hmm. so now I know actively that's a true traumatic situation. Mm-hmm. I need to go get that addressed by a professional. Yeah. I shouldn't just try to, like, shrug it off or mm-hmm. take a shot or whatever. No, that's real. Yeah. And so often we're taught to just shrug it off or just man up. Facts. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to man up and go to counseling. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I don't end up manning up and going back to prison. That's a fact. That's a fact. 
And I actually just seen, uh, I'm going to talk about a post that I just posted the other day, but what has been the biggest misconception when you first started uh, therapy or counseling therapy and that you've realized, yo, this like, I should have been doing this a long time ago. Man, I would never went to jail on the council mm. because we act out of what's Emotion. inside of us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't resolve something, it sits. Mm -hmm. And it just sits and it comes Builds out. Up. It comes out. Correct. You know what I'm saying? It's like whatever you eat is going to come out in your toilet. Mm -hmm. Full stop. You eat mm -hmm. it, it's going to come out sooner or later in your toilet. So mm -hmm. whatever you ingest is going to come out in your personality. It's going to come out in your actions. Mm -hmm. These feelings come out the same way food comes out. Right. But it comes out in actions and words and deeds. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Those actions and words and deeds can take you, get you fired, mm -hmm. get you divorced, get you sent to jail, get you living by yourself, right. you know what I'm saying? get you depressed. It's not mm -hmm. always prison. See, there's so many people in prison mm -hmm. that never step foot inside a penitentiary. They're in a dead-end job. Yep. They're in a horrible relationship. Facts. They don't know how to get out of this circumstance. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? They got people abusing them. They don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And it used to be a thing. I used to talk at schools. I said, oh, young men don't go to prison. Mm -hmm. Girls said, I ain't going to prison. We don't go to prison. I said, it's called Section 8 with three kids mm -hmm. for you. He mm -hmm. going to the penitentiary. You going to the project with three kids while he in the penitentiary. Mm -hmm. Cussing you out on the phone. That's what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. So they were like, I said, yeah. Think about it. Mm -hmm. If you're a single mom with three kids living in the projects, what do you call that? I already told you in the beginning. If you put a wall on the project, it looks just like a prison. Yeah. Kid you not. So we sentence women to project living mm -hmm. with three kids, building enough money to live. I'm saying bad schools, and we send guys to, mm -hmm. a, to a cement building. Yeah. With the same thing. Yeah, and that's and it's even with you saying that that's a fact because the the originate. I know they used to call it the ghetto, but they used to actually do that. That's like where it originated from. But I want to double back on that because I'm glad you said that you would have never went to prison if you went to therapy. But I shared this post the other day from Judge Tolar. She's a, like a famous TV judge. And she was talking about that too. Why most of us wind up in prison is because like you said, we don't know how to control our emotions. We we act out. We let these different things in our lives build up. And then next thing you know, you just snap and killed somebody, and now you in jail. Now, it's not just you in jail, but like you said, now you you got a family that's sitting in the projects on Section 8, and this is a triple effect that just continues. So I'm glad you said that because I just shared that post the other man, day. Listen, call me what you want, right? Mm -hmm. But call me after my therapy appointment. Mm -hmm. And you, my phone, I'll answer my phone. Because mm -hmm. if you call me without my therapy appointment, I'll be calling you to collect call from JPay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we ain't yeah. doing no JPay yeah. calls. Call, yeah. me on my, call me on my iPhone. FaceTime mm -hmm. me. No, nah, facts. You know so it's like lack of information. Mm -hmm. I'm saying in misdirection. I'm saying I watch a ton of TV, YouTube stuff, mm -hmm. and you see me talk about prison. You're not gonna mm -hmm. hear me talking about bashing them in the head and choking mm -hmm. people out. And mm -hmm. I mean, we don't need all that. Yeah. I, this car was fighting that mm -hmm. car, and these dudes were. To me, I'm I'm not going down that street. Mm -hmm. You're saying the the thing I'm gonna tell you about prison. It was the biggest waste of time. It was the biggest waste of time. I'm saying it was the biggest waste of time. That is my lesson and my 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 story about prison. Yeah. It was a colossal waste of time. Mm. I'm saying I don't believe that we can talk about hurting people. I tell a story about I'm saying, but nothing about no blood and guts, yeah. nobody getting chopped up or yeah. stuffed in a locker, yeah, nobody I know you choked told, out. Yeah, I know you told the story about like when you walked to the. Uh, I went and got a hit. I went and got something to eat. Yeah, when, that yeah. that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I went yeah, got yeah. something to eat. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a time I talk about when tell I tell that story just in case people don't know if you don't mind. You might as well. <laughs> you're already talking about it. <laughs> no, I I just came back from. I did two and a half years shipped mm -hmm. out to the feds. Mm -hmm. I came back to the state. They kicked me out. I come back to the mm -hmm. state. So I'm that guy. Mm -hmm. So I'm in my cell. It's a Saturday. I'm hungry. So I said, mm -hmm. Man, I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. So I got up and I walked down to the desk. 
I looked at the um, CO, gave him a head nod. Mm -hmm. He opens the door. I walk down the hall. I get to the sergeant's desk, gave him a head nod. Mm -hmm. He cracked the gate. I walked out. Mm -hmm. I get to central control, where it's all like the cement, and mm -hmm. they sit in the case, and the case, and they got the controls. Mm -hmm. There's a hallway right in front of center control that mm -hmm. runs down to the kitchen. Now, the kitchen's off limits if you don't work there because they got knives, they got mm -hmm. spices, they got all sugar, mm -hmm. fruit, all the stuff they don't want regular inmates to get. You have to be cleared to work in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. I don't work in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. I'm not dressed like a kitchen worker. I get to do the head nod. He busts the gate. I go mm -hmm. down the hall. I get to the end of the hall. I bang on the door. Mm -hmm. Dude hit the slot, look out, give him the head nod, bust the door. I come in like, yo, what's up? They're like, Dre, what's good? I say, yo, make me a hamburger. Yo, man, hit me with shake. And I'm chilling. Dude's like, all right, we got you, Dre. No problem, OG. Mm -hmm. I'm just chilling, waiting on my food. This dude come out the back. He had like jacket on and little mm -hmm. pin on. He looked at me. He's like, you're not dressed properly. What are you doing in my kitchen? He just starts yelling at me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, yo, man, slow down. <laughs> Why are you going off? Slow down. He's like, who are you? What are you doing in my kitchen? At the time, it was like 91 or 92. Mm -hmm. I'm saying the regulator was out by Warren G, mm -hmm. Nate Dog. He said, who are you? I said, I'm the regulator. He says, and what do you regulate? I said, if you go home or not. I said, so first, let's stop all the screaming. I'm not a screamer. Mm -hmm. Let's talk like men. Screaming don't mean nothing. It don't prove nothing. Mm -hmm. We just can't act control. I said, first, let's talk like men. Mm -hmm. And second, I'm the regulator. I decide if you go out of here in the box or you walk out here on your own two feet. I'm saying, so all the screaming is going to get you nowhere. Mm -hmm. I just can't get something to eat. I'm hungry. I'm saying, them dudes over there making me something to eat, you trying to stop me from eating. In case you don't know, I walked through five locked doors to get here. And everybody in this kitchen, including the COs and the staff, are doing what I said to do. You're the only one with a problem. Now, you seem to want to stop me from eating. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but that just seems to be your thing. But I'll <laughs> tell you what. If I kill you right now, you'll be dead. They'll take you out of here. They'll take me to solitary, and I'll spend maybe seven years in solitary. When I get out of solitary, I'm going to come right back to this kitchen I'm going to walk through that same door, and I'm going to stand in the same spot. I'm going to tell them the same thing. Make me a hamburger. And they're going to make it. So the question for me isn't do I get a hamburger. The question is do I get it today or do I get it in seven years. And the truth is I'm patient. Mm -hmm. So it's whatever you want to do. He's looking at me like this dude is threatening to kill me like five times. Mm -hmm. and ain't nobody budging. Staff is looking at him like, man, you just smacked Mike Tyson. <laughs> so then he's looking at me, and he looked at his head. On his, on his hip, he had a radio. With the alarm button, a little orange button on top. Mm -hmm. He's thinking. They told me, hit the button. He's thinking about hitting the button. I'm looking at him like, you let him want to hit that button. They would have came and got me. It wouldn't have been nothing mad, but I'd have got him. Mm -hmm. So he's thinking about hitting the button, and he's looking at me. I'm looking at him. He's looking at the button. It's worth it. He's like, they didn't tell me. And then he turned, he stopped, and he walked over to the grill. He said, hey, grill man. I said, what's up? He said, make him two. <laughs> and he ran in his office and slammed the door. <laughs> Hey, man, appreciate you and sharing it. I, I yeah. mean, my thing is this here. Yeah. I mean, I was hungry. Mm -hmm. And that's it. I mean, that's, I was hungry. Mm -hmm. Dude, why you, why you stop me from eating? Mm -hmm. So that, that means I tell a story like that, yeah. but I'm not going to tell about it. extra. Share about, I mean, yeah. I know, I've seen dudes die, mm -hmm. seen dudes thrown off tears, mm -hmm. seen dudes hang themselves, man. I, I, I don't share those stories. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I had one when I was getting into beef. And my big homie said, yo, can you beat him? And I had to say no. He said, well, you stand down and, yo, B, you got the beef. Yo, D, you watch the door. You got the door. I mean, what are you talking about? He said, we don't take losses. Mm. He said, man, you owe in your feelings. He said, I don't care about your feelings. I don't care what you're thinking. We don't take losses. Play your position and shut up. Mm -hmm. 
I'll share that story too. I mean, that's why I was a young boy trying to come up. Mm-hmm. Man, shut up. Get in line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All my stories are about me jumping somebody for a hamburger, mm-hmm. man. I remember they took me on the yard because I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. They took me to my home, my team. Took me to the yard where they kill people. So we walk like, yo, we're going to have a meeting with Dre in the yard. I know I messed up. Mm-hmm. We walk all down in the yard. It was like a big handball on a big mound of dirt. They kill people back there. And they sitting there, the whole team is talking about what they should do to me for the violation. I'm like, they talking about me. Like, I ain't here. Mm-hmm. My first thought was to run. Mm-hmm. I ain't going front. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I didn't realize I was hanging out with killers until that moment. Mm-hmm. I said, man, these is all bona fide, straight up killers. I got in their car. Because the neighborhood I was from, not because of who I was or what I was, I was just from their neighborhood. They're now sitting there talking about doing stuff to me. Like, yeah. I'm like, I should run. Mm-hmm. I realized they ain't know where to run to, so I stood in, and the homie said, listen, we're going to give you a pass this time, mm-hmm. but if you mess up again, just know we handle our own, and you ain't getting no pass. And we all walked off the yard. Mm-hmm. I kid you not, that was the best lesson I could ever got because I never made another mistake again. Mm-hmm. 14 years, I was spotless. Because... <laughs> That day etched in my Reminded. mind, like, this is serious. Mm-hmm. I'm in jail, it's a joke. Mm-hmm. This is just a summer camp mm-hmm. until you get taken to the yard by 20 killers. Mm-hmm. They talking about killing you. I'm like, and ain't nobody coming to help you. No, nah, facts. I, it's gonna be that, too late. Moment, <laughs> that moment, that moment, redefined my whole bid. Mm-hmm. Because from that moment on, I never took it as a joke mm-hmm. or something light. I'm like, my own homies are about to kill me mm-hmm. or consider me. I'm like, this is serious. Mm-hmm. And I literally was on point. From that day to the day I walked out. Mm. And some of us don't get that situation, and we still think in this summer camp yeah. until one day you make a mistake and, and it's hell to pay. Yeah. And ain't, no, ain't no bounce back. Yeah. Ain't no second chances. So uh, I want to ask these too, like, with your, raising your child, then obviously you came home. What has been the biggest lessons he's taught you and then vice versa if he's told you? My son has taught me patience. Mm. You're saying... <laughs> I'm going through that. Yeah, I got to learn patience <laughs> with the kids. You know what I'm saying? It's not, he's my kid. He mm-hmm. is me reborn, but he's half his mother. Mm-hmm. So, that's the other factor. People I got consider. this thing of since you're me, you've had my experiences, so mm-hmm. you should understand the way I talk. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had my experiences. Mm-hmm. My son's been in private school since daycare. Mm-hmm. Daycare, preschool, first grade, all the way through high school. Which private is a school. blessing. So, I'm talk. he looks like me, mm-hmm. he moves like me. But he ain't got the experience I have. So when I mm-hmm. talk to him sometimes, he he, he gets offended. Mm-hmm. He takes it hard. I'm like, why you act like that? Mm-hmm. Because you didn't grow up like this. Mm-hmm. So I have to realize that even though he's me, he's another generation. Mm-hmm. And and he, he's a different generation. He, mm-hmm. He's a better generation. He's a way better version of me. I'm glad yeah. he doesn't have the trauma that I have. Mm-hmm. I'm saying he hasn't seen the things that I've seen. So we wear them as a badge of honor that not. Mm-hmm. I'm saying so seeing these things not in my kid. Is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm saying so. So watching him, I have to say, okay, Dre, don't bring the chaos to your mm-hmm. kid because yeah. he's gonna get it from you. He ain't gonna get mm-hmm. it from out in the street. He gonna get it from you. Mm-hmm. So I am super mindful of trying to be um, cognizant of not being mm-hmm. mean yeah. or being overbearing. And it's, mm-hmm. I try to balance it out. I am yeah. who I am, right? Yeah, I'm direct. Yeah. So I'm, I'm always gonna be direct. I'm Are trying sure? to like mm-hmm. hear him out because in the street, in the penitentiary, I don't listen. Yeah. I ain't listening. Mm-hmm. I make the rules. When I got to the beat, I made the mm-hmm. rules. And when you was making the rules, I listened. Mm-hmm. I make moves. There's no discussion. There's no mm-hmm. vote. So mm-hmm. He ain't a gang member. Mm-hmm. He ain't in prison. So I can't talk to him like he's one of the team. Mm-hmm. He's my son. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm saying he has aspirations and goals. So I had a habit of talking to him mm-hmm. like we was on the yard. Mm-hmm. And do you feel like with, with those moments where you realize that, do you feel like if you think like a flashback, I'm somewhat creating the same small condition, not on the same level that your father did, where the way you're directing at him and talking to him, did you ever like in those moments you feel like, dang, I'm somewhat this part of my father I'm doing? Have you ever had those instances? No, my father didn't talk to me, so okay. not really. <laughs> okay, I got you. Say I'm less. bringing him prison. I'm yeah. bringing that prison attitude and mm-hmm. prison vibe to a kid who's been in private school yeah. his whole life. Don't know nothing you know about saying? it, yeah. Nah, yeah. Ain't, ain't, ain't his space. So it's, yeah. it's more me just catching myself, mm-hmm. not trying to like make him tough. Mm-hmm. I got to make him tough in other ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He ain't gotta, he's a black belt in Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He speaks three. Like he does. Yeah, he can tough in other ways. Mm-hmm. So, but the way we equate tough, Mm-hmm. In prison is not just can you fight, but have you fought? Mm-hmm. I'm saying where we not not can you suffer? Have mm-hmm. you suffered? Yeah. So my whole G test is not the one who can get the best punch; it's the one who can take the best punch mm-hmm. that wins. So it's like yeah. I'm not trying to train him mm-hmm. to be a Mortal Kombat fighter on the prison yard. Yeah. I'm saying I'm trying to train him to be a world leader. Facts. So we're working on right now. Mm-hmm. He's taking courses on government contracting. Mm-hmm. He's taking courses on how to be a tax assessor. So now he can work on the H&R Block, mm-hmm. but he can do his own taxes. <laughs> yeah, how many rich people do we know that went broke because they didn't understand taxes? Correct. So he's taking tax courses now. Mm-hmm. He just ordered his books for government contracting. So his side business mm-hmm. is going to be government contracting. Mm-hmm. The two richest black men in America, um, Robert Smith Indeed. and Dave Stewart, both government contractors. Mm-hmm. So why would I not want my son to do that? Mm-hmm. So he has other aspirations and dreams. He makes music and all that's mm-hmm. cool. I know because I sit in room with business people. You're gonna mm-hmm. understand business as well. Yeah. So he will have a government contracting business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying he's gonna have. You know what I'm saying know how to do his own taxes. Right. When his tax guy starts telling him something funny, no. he knows his right from wrong. Mm-hmm. So too many people yeah. been robbed blind because they couldn't. Count. Hey, talk about it. So with that, what has been some of the lessons you feel like he's taught you? Or, well, you know, you said uh, patience, but what vice versa has he ever told you what you've taught him? Um, I'm. I'm he, he wrote me one time. I wrote a book, mm-hmm. my book, um, The Ambassador of Hope. And he wouldn't read it. Yeah. I gave it to him. He wouldn't he read wouldn't it? Read it. Mm. I gave it to him a couple of times. He wouldn't read it. Then one time, he lived in London. So he lived in mm. Africa for two years. He lived in London for nine years. Oh, First he was in Boston. <laughs> then he moved to Africa. Then he moved to London. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his mom had a job in those countries. So I, get, I used to give him my book, mm-hmm. threw it on the desk. Then he hung out with me one summer, and he got on the plane, and I gave him my book again. Mm-hmm. And he was actually, it's like a nine-hour flight to London. He actually read my book. Mm-hmm. And he texted me from the plane saying, Dad, I had no understanding mm-hmm. of who you were and what you've been through. I'm reading your book. I'm super inspired. I'm super proud to be your kid. Mm-hmm. And um, I love you. Yeah. And because how do, how do you tell somebody what you've been through? Yeah. I'm saying, he looks at me, I'm just dad. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just dad. That's mm-hmm. it. He doesn't know anything about what I've been through. I'm just dad. I'm the guy that puts food on the table, mm-hmm. lights are on, I'm saying your toys are there. Mm-hmm. I'm just dad. So not understanding me made it harder to deal with me. His grace on saying, okay, yeah, you came through some stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I recognize you for it. No, I appreciate you sharing that because that, that helps me give grace to, to my pops because I'm glad you said that before we wrap it up. I'm glad you said that because, like you said, how do you tell somebody a story? I always ask my pops about his stories and things that I want to know, but he's like, it's hard for you to tell. It's hard for him to tell. He's like, no, you got to go ask one of his best friends, but his best friend already dead now, so I can't ask him. So it's like, I want to get him to write a book. So I'm glad you said that because now I could 
understand it from a different perspective. Cause I always hear that. I'm like, yo, you just tell me. Like, it's not that hard. We riding in a V. Just tell me. It's different. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like the stuff I used to, I can't tell my son yeah. about doing stick ups. Yeah. Because I don't. The reason I don't talk about violence mm-hmm. and prison drama and all that mm-hmm. because ninety percent of the people will hear that and say, oh, okay, that's a lesson. Ten percent of people say that's cool. I want to go do it. <laughs> I'm responsible for the ninety and the ten. Mm. So I will never say anything that's going to damage the 10 or the 5 or the 2 or your kid. Mm-hmm. If your kid is going to hear this interview and says, oh, man, Dre said selling drugs was cool. Or Dre mm-hmm. said hurting people was cool and he's cool. I want to be like Dre. So let me go be like Dre. Mm-hmm. Are you going you gonna to be okay with that? Nah. Your kid counts as much as anybody else's kid. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't share stories yeah. like that. Got you. Tell me to do for a hamburger is baseline. Yeah. That's about as far as I go. Mm-hmm. But, um. I want people to understand that you know I'm saying it's it's serious. I don't share those stories because yeah. I don't want anybody's kid to go off the trail. Yeah. So the important part is I waited probably twelve years for that for that email. Yeah. Because going through, going through, he has a vision, he has a vision, he has a concept. I'm the bad dad, I'm the whatever I am. And it was I had to wait it out until he got old enough to understand. The thing mm-hmm. I want people to know is it's, it wasn't an overnight thing. Mm-hmm. I had to go through years mm-hmm. of waiting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you you and your kids ain't getting along all the time, they, mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to keep being a bigger parent, yeah. being a better person, and just taking the high road. Yeah. And, it, and it comes it, listen, um, it comes full circle. Mm-hmm. You know I'm saying? If you're doing what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. it's going to come full circle. No, nah, facts. I'm, I, I hope the fathers out there that, that have to go through that definitely listen and really take that and digest that. Oh. So they know. I take my son yeah. to prison with me now. Yeah. So when I go out, see, again, he comes mm-hmm. on the road with me. So I go mm-hmm. give a corporate speech. I gave a speech in Orlando. Mm-hmm. $22 billion company, mm-hmm. 3,000 people in the audience. He's sitting in the front row. Yeah. And I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, I go to a prison in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. He came with me. He hates it because I make him talk. I'm like, yo, yeah. son, get up there. Yeah. Like, come on, dad. I'm like, come on. It's in you. Your yeah. grandma's a speaker. I'm a speaker. Your yeah. mother's a speaker. Get up there. So he's learning mm-hmm. communication. Mm-hmm. He's learning networking. He's learning business firsthand. And, oh yeah, yeah. So, that's that's the that's important. That's what's up. So we do crazy mm-hmm. business lessons. Mm-hmm. We're going to listen. Mm-hmm. Saying him, him 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 and my nephew, I'd be beating him down. <laughs> nah, that's they'd good. Like, they'd be like, here yeah. he comes. Yeah, nah, that's good. So any any last words? I got two. I got one more question after this. Well, I'll ask this first. In your own words, what does evolving through experience mean to you? Yeah, I'm saying, listen, you're gonna evolve. Mm-hmm. The question is, are you trying to go up? Mm-hmm. Or down. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you can evolve down too. Mm-hmm. I'm saying evolving that just means you're moving. Mm-hmm. I'm saying are you are you growing or mm-hmm. are you stagnating slash dying? Mm-hmm. I'm saying so. I'm evolving through experience, man. Listen, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have chose my course. I wouldn't have chose my path, but it's not mine to choose. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that's that's a God thing. Yeah. I'm saying God chooses your path. I'm saying He gave me every experience that I have. Mm-hmm. It's my job to turn those experiences into lessons and give them to somebody else. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So the good ones and the bad ones, reinterpret them, reposition them, mm-hmm. give them to somebody else. So I work with mothers who have kids in jail. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I help the mothers understand that their kids can come home and be great. Mm-hmm. So I've worked at the White House. I've worked at Harvard. I worked at London Business School. I worked for the UN. Mm-hmm. Your kids can be just like me or better. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I work with people who have, have loved ones murdered mm-hmm. by people in jail. You know what I'm saying I want them to know that you know something I've never murdered anybody, mm-hmm. but I can we can come home and actually live a life that's positive. It's mm-hmm. unfortunate what we did, but we can evolve beyond that and become super helpful people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and it's just like 
than the barriers, mm. the racial barriers. Yeah. I've been to Montana. I've been to Utah. I've been to Wyoming. I've been to all these crazy white states mm -hmm. helping white kids just as much as I help black kids. Mm. So when I work with people coming home from prison, yo, I want to come home and help kids, right? I said, do you help white kids or black kids? Mm. Said, huh? I said, do you help white kids or black kids? They said, there it is. We help kids. Saying, but we're trained. Our first thought is we help black. Mm -hmm. I'm pro black all day, mm -hmm. but I help kids. Mm -hmm. I'm pro black all day. I'm saying, but I help prisoners. I'm pro black all day, but I help parents. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, so I can be me. Mm -hmm. I'm always going to be first. Yeah. <laughs> My grandmother's called me a little brown boy. I ain't running from that, mm -hmm. but I help people. Fact. I'm saying, and that's what I convey in my trainings is the more people you help, the better you make the world because you just never know how that's going to spin back. Yeah. I'm saying, don't think you keep it in the hood that <laughs> you're safe. Man, I help people all Everywhere. over the place. Yeah. And it spins back. The more, I got a friend named Joe Polish, like a little mm -hmm. brother. Said, Life gives to the giver. Mm -hmm. And if you give, you will receive. So we're going to take this interview. Mm -hmm. I work in the prisons now. And I had a, I had a guy come to me. His name's Dave Abel. Mm -hmm. He runs a company called Aventive, which owns JPEG, mm -hmm. which is a tablet program. Okay. And we take this interview. Mm -hmm. Hit a button, 650,000 prisoners see it around the world. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, around the country. Mm -hmm. We just did an interview with Hit Boy and his dad. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, so Hit Boy and his dad, his dad just came out of prison. They made an album together. Mm -hmm. So we made, the, we did the interview, hit a button. That thing's hitting out. prisons all across the country. Mm -hmm. Texas, New York, Alabama, Nevada. Mm -hmm. I'm saying, it's everywhere. Florida, yeah. Michigan. I'm saying, we hitting. So yeah. how do we help people in prison be better? Mm -hmm. We engage with them. So I take content and I put it on the tablets and I hit a button and 650,000 people see it across the country. Mm -hmm. Men and women, yeah. white, black, Spanish, it don't matter. Yeah. I'm saying people from Nevada, people from Miami, everybody gets it. Yeah. So if you want to join, like, Dre, how can we be helpful? We need content. Yeah. We need content that's helpful, inspiring, uplifting, hey, and we're going to put it on a tablet, it. man. And um, we want brothers and sisters mm -hmm. across the country, like I said, yeah. to be better. No, nah, I'm glad you said that. I appreciate that because I, 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 this is who I want this to get to, not just them in prisons, but people outside. So if this can help them inside, just to realize like their experiences and they can overcome that, like I said, not just physically, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally, hey, let's do it. Oh, we make money yeah. too. Yeah, nah, I do. Sure. I do three things. Mm -hmm. I travel the world. I mm -hmm. help people and I make money. Yeah. So, I mean, Are I don't, sure I don't you believe in... You got to have it. You got to have all three. You got to make the money. got to make the money. Just, just two things. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my brother Pistol Pete up in New York. I did his podcast, mm -hmm. um, Dog on the Yard, a few months, few months back. Mm -hmm. He's phenomenal at helping people. Mm -hmm. You're probably phenomenal at helping people. But there's two parts. There's helping people, and there's the business of helping people. Mm -hmm. I'm phenomenal at both. Because mm -hmm. helping people is a business. Yeah. As well, you can be good at it. Mm -hmm. It's like sports. There's phenomenal athletes. Mm -hmm. Then there's phenomenal people who run sports. The business. Yeah. The business of sports. Mm -hmm. And how many athletes we know end up broke or end up Too stressed many. out Too many. versus the financial advisor and the agents are still going. Don King never threw a punch. Don King never threw a punch. That was the business of boxing. Mm -hmm. There's boxing and there's the business of boxing. Mm -hmm. Don King was the business of boxing. He let Ali and Tyson and all them throw the punches. Mm -hmm. He never took a punch. He just took checks. Hmm. So when you understand helping people yeah. and then the business of helping people, then you can you can actually create impact for people mm -hmm. and yourself. Yeah. So I want to teach you the business of helping people. I want to teach your loved one the business of helping people. 
Because, I mean, what they said, who wants to be broke? Ain't no yeah. fun in being broke. My son, I, my son wanted a, he got this little chain for Christmas. He was happy. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, but I had to be able to buy this. Mm-hmm. I'm saying he wanted to pay a sneaker. He wanted to take a trip. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I got to be able to pay for that. That's a fact. I'm saying so I can. Oh, I'm out here just grinding out, mm-hmm. helping the world. Yeah, yeah. Don't jump over your own to go save somebody else's. That's a fact. So, so y'all for the record, Brooks Elliott comes first, then mm-hmm. the other six billion people come second. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that ain't right. No, it definitely <laughs> Listen, right. <laughs> where I come from, yeah. fines come first. And Facts. if I'm a bad person for saying that. Whatever. So be it. No, whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't talk to me. Unfriend, unfollow me. Unfriend mm-hmm. me. I don't care. Put some yeah. goofy stuff in the DMs. I don't care. Yeah. Ain't if you want to tell me my kids shouldn't come first in my life, then mm-hmm. I got the whole biblical thing messed up. Yeah. Because <laughs> it went God, Jesus, me, mm-hmm. my kids. Mm-hmm. Boom. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Hey. So I ain't sacrificed none of my kids. Mm-hmm. I ain't got one. Yeah. I tell me he's my favorite. He's my yeah. only kid, so don't yeah. worry about it. So any last words that you want to say? And I, like I said, I appreciate you again as a father, so I'm learning some things too. But any last words you want to leave the people? Even though you said a lot that's just valuable, but any last words? Last words would be, I'm going to die one day. Mm-hmm. We're all going to go one day. And when we go, in theory, they put us in the ground, they put a tombstone on top of us, and that's the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And on that tombstone, they're going to write a few things. They would talk about the year and the dash. Mm-hmm. That's played out. Tired of hear about the dash. What do you leave your dash? And don't worry about my dash. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My dash is not on film. But what's going on my tombstone other than this dash is three things. They're going to put three sayings on my tombstone. The first is going to be Harvard Fellow because I did that. I'm a Harvard Fellow. They're not going to say gangster. They're not going to say prisoner. They're not going to say used to be rapper in the 80s. They're going to say Harvard Fellow. The second is going to say honorable son. I've done stuff for my parents to go well above and beyond just being a regular kid. Mm. And the third thing it's going to say is I freed people. That I went around the world and I freed people from their prisons. Whether it was addiction, whether it was bad relationships, bad mindset, bad neighborhoods, poverty, or incarceration. I freed people. Mm -hmm. And I want you to actually sit down right now and say, what are the three things they're going to write on your tombstone? Then more importantly, does your life reflect that? Hmm. Oh, I'm such and such. Does your life reflect that? Mm-hmm. See, my life reflects the three things that are going on my tombstone. Is what I'm doing worthy or compatible with a Harvard fellow every single day of my life? Mm-hmm. Is how he's moving respectable and honorable to his parents every single move that I make? And is he freeing people? It's his conversation, it's his verbiage, of his vernacular talking about helping somebody get free whenever the circumstance, every single sentence that I say. Mm-hmm. Does that mean I don't go to the out and have fun? No. Mm-hmm. But my main essence, my 24 hours a day, majority of those hours are put to helping somebody. When I wake up in the morning, I say, who can I help today? Mm-hmm. That's it. And I go out and try to help somebody. So my part in words is write your three things down. And ask yourself, does my life reflect these three things? Because when you leave, nobody's going to talk about the car I got outside. This chain is going to be gone. This shirt's going to be gone. This podcast is going to be soon forgotten. Mm-hmm. 35 years from now, when they laying me down, they're going to say, what are the three things that epitomize Andre? It's not going to be the Timberland boots. It's not going to be the house. It's not going to mm-hmm. be the trips. What impact did you create in the world? Mm-hmm. Your car's not going with you. 
your jewelry's not going with you, your house ain't going with you, your girlfriend ain't going with you, mm-hmm. your kids ain't going with you. That's a fact. So I live my life according to my three things. And if I need to change them, I can. Mm. I used to say one that's of the free prisoners. That's the evolving prisoners. part. <laughs> I, I, mean, yep. I used to want to free prisoners because mm-hmm. that's where I came from. Mm-hmm. Then as I got more comfortable and more mature, I went from prisoners to people. Mm-hmm. Evolving. I evolved. Hey. I, I want to help prisoners. And I just want to help people. Hey, man, I appreciate it. So, look, if y'all enjoyed another episode, this was a valuable episode. And if you haven't started evolving today, today is a great day to start because if you're not evolving, you're dissolving. So if y'all enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it. Make sure you shop the merch. Make sure you share it with a friend. Go to therapy. Whatever you may need to do to start evolving today, let's do it. So if y'all enjoyed another episode, catch us on the next one. Peace. I'm a bad